The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 59. Woo! Almost 60. Yeah, witty retort. And 10 more until things are nice. Yeah. Anyways, your uh, immature host for the day are Chris and Savannah, who doesn't understand that reference. Well, what episodes 10, 10 episodes from now? Oh. I was thinking seven. I was thinking 70. I'm so <laughs> Not quite. You said 60, but it is episode 59 indeed. Yeah. Well, anyways, thank you very much for being part of the podcast today, checking it out, hanging out with us. Uh, we sure hope you like what you see and what you hear today. And if you do, make sure that you like, subscribe, comment, rate, share, follow. All of those things really help build that musical community that you know we are trying to build all the time, brick by brick by wood by wood by rungs of ladder, whatever you want to calculate it as. We're trying to build something here, and we need your hands, Mr. Mrs. Whatever Carpenter. I don't know what's happening anymore. Karen Carpenter's dead, so I don't know why you're talking to her. I, I suppose to, but I also said Mr., so there's... Th- her, brother, a- her, her brother was in the Carpenters. It was just the two of them. Excellent. So is he still alive? I have no idea. Everyone talks about Karen Carpenter, and that's all. Well, Never we need his up. financial assistance. <laughs> but, but until we can get a hold of him, you can give us financial assistance if you go to COVID.com slash rate the record. If you happen to like what you hear just enough that you want to financially support the show, we will give you things in return, such as bonus content, a shout out in the show, a card at the end of the show. And of course, if you have a band, you have a song, and you want us to B-tier it, I'm kidding, we won't B-tier it, or am I kidding? But regardless, if you want us to listen to it and actually legitimately review it, we can do that. On Kofi.com slash rate the record link is down in the description below. Yeah, no, it'll it'll be B tiered. Um we do not have a good track record for uh being good at this. So it's just B tier. That's it. Huh? Be, oh my god. Oh my and god. I mean, yeah, season three is like the fucking worst. There's literally only two albums that we've done up to this point that aren't B tier albums. So hey, that's pretty cool. And we're running slim on what's remaining in season three. So, I mean, like, Chris and Svenny, you better get your shit together. Yeah, we, like, literally, this is the third last episode of season three. So, something's got to get, I have a feeling, though. If it's not today, I one of the next two albums, for sure. I'm I'm almost guaranteeing it. Oh, yeah? All right. I have a good feeling. I have a good feeling. But anyways, uh, that's then. This is now, yeah, third last episode of season three, episode 59. Today, we have a request... For an album, and we're looking at the band Three Teeth and their nineteen. Sorry, I'm thinking of Savannah doing all the fucking nineties albums. In the 2019 album Meta War, yes, this was a request by Allison. She wants us to take a look at this album. Guess what? That's what we're doing today. Uh, because why not? We like doing requests. We always tell you to, which is down in the link below. You want us to uh, review something or whatever. I mean, it's down there. It can also be found at RateTheRecord.ca. There's many ways to get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we don't ask you to request. We tell you to request. So request. Yeah, I mean, w- wherever you're listening, there is a link down below, whether it be audio or video. So go ahead and do it now. Do it. I would now. say we, I'll just say we'll wait here and just wait here five minutes in <laughs> pure silence. Done. 
good. <laughs> Just awkwardly clearing our throats. And, uh. Well, if you've been here before, you know that we sit here and awkwardly clear our throats all the time. You know exactly what to expect in this podcast. Welcome back. <laughs> Always glad to have familiar faces in the crowd and whatnot, or familiar ears in the crowd, I suppose, depending on where you're listening. Beautiful Regardless, ears. welcome back. Great to have you. But if you're new, welcome to the podcast. We hope you enjoy your stay, despite the fact of what I just said about us awkwardly clearing our throats. Yeah, we hope that you have a fun time here and uh, tag along, hit that subscribe button, follow, do whatever you want there. Regardless, that means you don't know what we do here on the show. So let me break it down for you real quick. Each week, Savannah and I will choose an album, be completely at random, one of our own choices, whatever. Maybe something celebrating an anniversary, some sort of milestone. So we'll definitely check that out. Or like in the case of today, we do have a request. We've done several and we will keep doing them. We already have one lined up for season four since that's coming up. Like not, I don't want to say soon, but I mean, season three is almost over. Regardless, we have requests and we're doing one today, but we will choose an album. We'll discuss it at length. We rank the songs and then we rate the record. record. I really had to gauge what you were doing before I jumped in there. Well, I I told you I'm done fucking around. I'm just going through it now. And you're the one who's always hesitant and paranoid. Yeah. Okay. One, you're lying. Two, if you're like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely not going to do that. Then you're going to make me comfortable. And then you're going to do it again. And then you just want to see me cry. That's just you being paranoid. Because over the last probably month to month and a half, I've done it completely normal. Still suspicious. Yeah, of course you are. So yes, this you can join us along for all these albums that we do. We have a uh, you know fifty-eight episodes prior to this. This is episode fifty-nine. It's the request album, and as I said, we're looking at Three Teeth and the, the album Meta War. So let's uh, I didn't know who the hell Three Teeth was before we did today's episode. Right. I mean, Me they're a fairly new-ish band, only been around for like a decade, I think, or so. Well, I mean, I know so because I wrote a little bio to read for this particular occasion. So hey, why don't I go ahead and read it? So, Three Teeth is an industrial metal band out of Los Angeles, California. The band consists of Alexis Mincola on vocals, Xavier Swafford on keyboard and synth, Andrew Means on bass modular synth, Chase Bronner on guitar, and Nick Rossi on drums. The band formed in 2013 as a passion project between Mincola and Swafford, who also lived down the street from each other at the time. Means joined the band when he sent a video to the two founders that impressed them and gave them uh, the aesthetic idea for the band. Means would eventually suggest Bronner as their guitarist, and the band would take off from there. The band released their self-titled debut album in 2014, and their follow-up, Shutdown.exe, in 2017. But their third album, and I'm, as far as I'm concerned, the most recent to date, Metawar, was released July 2019 through Century Media and was produced by Sean Bevan, who's actually also worked for Guns N' Roses, Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson, Slayer, and more. So, hey, they got a pretty good producer under their belt. Yeah, it's right vein, the genres. Exactly. Oh, yeah, especially with, like, Nails, Manson, a Slayer to an extent. Guns yeah. N' Roses, maybe. I don't know. That, that That's, like, I think that's the <laughs> outlier of the bunch there. Just to have it on the resume, right? Oh, yeah, of course. You, you, if, you were, if you survived working with Axl Rose, then chances <laughs> are you deserve some credit for something. <laughs> uh, so the albums received generally favorable reviews, uh, though sitting only at a 61 through Metacritic. All music, our good friends over friends of the show, good friends. All music gave it four point five out of five stars. Hey, promising, promising. I say that it's extremely misleading. They're going to sue us for saying that we're friends. Oh, probably. <laughs> Whatever. Come for us. All music. We we would like to be friends with you. We we yes. said nothing but good things about you. We would love to make the news, please. <laughs> All music gave it four to five, uh, four point five out of five stars. Bring the noise. Discovered magazine ex- and. Exclaim and maximum maximum volume. I keep wanting to say maximum, but not maximum. Maximum volume. I'll give it eight out of ten. Cryptic Rock oh. gave it five out of five. 
But we don't usually point out low scores, but I had to point this one out because it's the lowest I've ever seen reviewing an album so far. Notably, yeah. Kerrang, known for like loving metal music, gave it one out of five. Really? So that that blew me away. I'm like, really, Kerrang? It's like if Headbangers Ball told these guys to fuck off. It's like, are you serious? Wow. Maybe it's because they're English. Maybe so. But mm-hmm. the English have a bunch of heavy shit, too. So I, I don't know. Yeah, but they also have terrible taste. Trust me. My fam- my family's English. <laughs> We're terrible. And just look at your track record on the show. Anyways, this is their most commercially successful album up to this point. It debuted at number 23 on Billboard, which I didn't see that coming. Number 28 on iTunes charts and number three on Billboard's Heat Seekers album chart. Half the album became singles. American Landfill, Exit, Affluenza, President X, Pumped Up Kicks. Yes, that is a cover, by the way. And Altar, because it has an AE in it, just like from uh, Tool. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, that AE has the ah sound, just like Anima, the album that we covered before. So I call it Altar. Anima. Although I think it's supposed to be Altair, Alter, but it's definitely Altar. Anyways, uh, Amer- the, uh, just another quick little fact. American Landfill, one of the singles on this, had a video released. And this ties into the hint I gave on last week's episode. Uh, it was directed by Mancola's longtime friend, Matthew Charles Sant- uh, Santaro, who has also worked on movies such as 300 and X-Men Origins Wolverine as either a, direct- a director or a visual effects artist, chance star visual effects artist. Interesting. There is no way I would have ever pieced that together. So uh, no, nope. but that was the only that was the best trivia I can come up with on the spot <laughs> last week. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. So and yeah, this is usually where I would read uh, what our listener uh, when they request the album. There's always that option on the sheets, like, "Hey, what do you think of the album? Where would you rate the songs?" Like, blah blah blah. They didn't write anything, but that's okay. You don't have to. It is entirely optional. There'll be that li- little uh, red asterisk on the form if it was mandatory. Maybe I'll make it mandatory. Just make you say something. Yeah, damn right. And then we, it just says this this album. Cool. I was going to say, like, we, we talked for an hour about this album. You can give us like two sentences. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us how good it is. And then we'll be tear it immediately. Oh, I can't wait to be tear it. Today. Oh, God. Mm, <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm just starting to build into this now. I'm no longer going to be disappointed. It's like my I'm anticipating B tier albums yeah. from like here to infinity. Yeah. So that way, if we don't, it's a surprise. But if we do, it was expected the whole time. Yeah, exactly. You go in with uh, no expectations or just very, very low ones. So anything is per- anything is good, you know? Yep. Exactly. So, so uh, talking about uh, talking about uh, an album for an entire hour, as I mentioned a moment ago, let's do that now, even though we probably won't do it for an hour, though. We'll see. Uh, So song number one is actually going to be combined into two tracks here. This is a 13 track album, but the two first two songs, Hyperstition and Affluenza uh, or Affluenza, I guess it's pronounced. uh, They just kind of meld into each other. Hyperstition's kind of like a, a song that just kind of acts as a buildup. It's not really a song and it, seamlessly blends into the second song so we just decided to make it one big track yes so song number one hyperstition slash affluenza all together comes up to four and a half minutes just a little over four and a half minutes so you could see why we mixed it in as one song mm-hmm. i went first all the time last week so you go first at least once oh my gosh okay so i don't have much to say for hyperstition just because it is a minute it's a lot of sound clips over a music bed Um, couldn't help but think, oh God, this is going to be social commentary, isn't it? Because most social commentary to me is lame and self-righteous 
or I don't really want to listen to it in public because I'm like, oh God, I'm wearing like Very my beliefs edgy. on. Yeah, it's like I I'm wearing my beliefs on my sleeve, and I've just personally I'm someone who just sort of keeps it in myself, I suppose. Uh, but that's just my thing. Um, aside from that, I don't really have much to go on, so I'm just gonna write jump right to affluenza. Um, I liked it right from the beginning, and I'm gonna leave you on that cliffhanger. So it's your turn. <laughs> The cliffhanger would be if you said I liked it right from the beginning, but it ended up sucking. That well, would be knows? that would be where the cliffhanger is you know, right there. My next my next point might be like this is terrible. I threw it in the garbage. Um, but yeah, hyperstition uh, I think acts as a good kind of cinematic buildup to the first actual track being affluenza. Because um, like on his own, as you said, there's not much to say about it. It's just like mm-hmm. a dread-inducing like feeling of anxiety pretty quickly. Yeah, just a bunch of sound clips building up and then just explodes into the next track. And um, this is a blanket statement for the entire album too. And this is a lot considering like, I like industrial music. I like industrial rock. Industrial metal, I'm iffy on. Like I'm very, I don't, that's where like things get iffy for me. Uh, I'm back and forth on whether or not I like the super processed production of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, parts of me likes my industrial music a little grimier. Uh, I mean, just listen to like, if you want the earliest example, Skinny Puppy, I mean, in early Nine Inch Nails as well. Uh, but also, too, I do like how like technical and clean cut it came out because it kind of adds like its own like. It's, it's like a character in and of itself just to have it sound like that. So it was pretty interesting. OK, um, I imagine this song in like Need for Speed or like a goth strip club. That was kind of the That's idea the that of I got. songs on this one. That, that <laughs> was what I got from a lot. Yeah. Um, this is a promising start for the album. Um, I It is a very filled out sound. Now, I don't know if that's sort of along the same vein of what you're speaking of production wise, but it sounds great with headphones just because there's really no opening for anything. Everything is just, I don't know how to, to describe it other than there's it's a lot very, of atmosphere very and layering going yeah. on. So okay, that's definitely layering. like f- filling out that soundscape you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there, I don't hear a lot of that in stuff that I listen to day to day. So I actually kind of enjoyed that aspect of it. But uh, at some points I kind of wanted the vocals a little louder but I did enjoy how in your face the music was. That's the thing with uh, certain branches of industrial music, like the singer, a lot of industrial singers aren't the greatest. Uh, so they <laughs> will like do effects heavy stuff. Hi, I'm an industrial rock band. I hide my vocals behind distortion, just so everyone knows that little tidbit there. Um, but yeah, but like it, it's, it also fits the music too, because industrial is generally kind of noisy as it is and a little unorthodox. Yeah. So hiding your voice behind any sort of effect isn't really new to the genre. So I understand what you mean by wanting the vocals a little louder, but I guess that was like strategically done. Although I do make a note about, hey, this song should have the vocals a little more, I think either a little quieter or a little louder. I can't remember which one it was. We'll get there soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just the the style of industrial metal that this album has because there's different styles, different bands and everything like that. But this feels like really 90s to me in a way, like something that would probably have fit in the 90s if it wasn't so digital. Mm. Yeah, you got excited when I said 90s. I get it. You bit your lip uh, and everything. <laughs> no. Um, so every album we listen to, if it's something that I've never heard before, I'll just kind of play a little bit for my partner just so he kind of knows what I'm listening to. And the first thing is he's like, this reminds me of something. And he, he said Static X. And I've never 
I've never listened to them, but that's what he said. So when you said 90s, I was like, okay, I'm on to something. Literally the second part of that note I was just reading. <laughs> it's like a mix of Marilyn Manson, Cold Chamber, Ramstein, maybe a little Static X. I was going to say Cold Chamber too. Be- yeah, okay. I, I can literally hear something. all four of those bands. And yes, I've listened to yep. Static X before. They're not bad, actually, for their time yeah. at the very least. Uh, but yeah. yeah, like I could hear, like the vocals are very early Marilyn Manson to me. Yes. I can hear that. Uh, like, in a, like musically there is like a mix of like cold chamber ramstein and static x in there so i can definitely see like the industrial metal and where yeah. the influences lie although i was reading on wikipedia that the lead singer said that the downward spiral by nine inch nails was the biggest influence on this album interesting which to an extent i hear it? but i i don't know you i that's not that wouldn't be my first choice to say that's the album that made this one yeah, yeah. The Marilyn Manson thing. I was going to mention it, but I also just didn't want to speak his name, yeah. but definitely hear that. Definitely. Well, just it. referencing that it sounds like his voice is fine. We're not going to talk about him yeah. directly. Yeah. And I mean, whether we like it or not, he does play a huge role in like that 90s shock rock, industrial rock scene. So as much of a piece of shit as he is, he holds an important part in music history. Yeah. You can't really hide it. Yeah. Fair yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I mean, Trent Reznor produced like three of his albums. So of course I'm going to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then like, it's pretty energetic track. There's a halftime feel towards the end that I thought was really cool. And it really emphasizes how heavy the song is. So yeah, like we're off to a good start so far. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. All right. So now we get into the rest of the album too. And the first uh, weird, actually, this isn't really the first weird stylized song. Cause what the hell is affluenza and hyperstition? <laughs> song number two, although technically, remember, we're, we're skipping one because one of them were combined. So song number two, Exit with three X's. Ooh, pornographic. Ooh, la la. It's it's definitely obvious if it wasn't for the uh, sort of audio clips that are sprinkled throughout the whole album. And I will mention those a couple more times. Um, but yeah, the song titles kind of lend themselves to you read them and you're like, okay, I have an idea of what this is about, even without listening to the lyrics. So, I mean, that's kind of helpful. And I do like that they, uh, have the song titles in the song. So at least when I'm listening to the song, I'm like, oh yeah, it's this song or it's that one. I can sort of differentiate because some artists we do, they just sort of name the songs random stuff or seemingly random and they don't say it in the song so i'm actually kind of glad for little pea brains like myself except when you get into instrumental tracks it's like how did they name this track and not right? just call it instrumental number three or four or whatever yeah or they like write lyrics for it and then they're like these lyrics suck and then they just keep the title i've quite literally done that <laughs> I didn't like the way it sounded with singing. I'm like, I like the instrumental though. So let's rework it. And I kept the title though. So, I mean, there you go. Yeah. 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 I guess just, thematically just it still fits, but if you don't have a themed album, then like, yeah, how do you like, like animals as leaders, we did them a while ago. They're completely instrumental. Oh. Like how do, how does Tosin Abasi or Tosin Abasi fucking make titles for all these instrumental tracks? A random name generator. Sometimes it seems that way. <laughs> Just AI name generator or whatever. Um, but yeah, this one had like a menacing marching beat in the beginning and everything like that. I, I thought that was really cool. Kind of give that darker, heavier vibe, I guess. Uh, th- and I said, this feels like uh, a song that's in a commercial for a horror-themed first-person shooter. <laughs> I could hear a lot of these in like really fast-paced, intense video games. Like, I could hear this one in like a Doom knockoff. 
essentially. Okay. Like okay. it's kind of like your Call of Duty. I was gonna say oh, there's Call of Duty zombies, but not zombies. Let's, let's just say like an FPS like Doom, but like also Call of Duty. I guess I don't know. I that's I'm just making up a game in my head right now. <laughs> and guess what? It probably exists. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. not very uh, keen on my first person shooters or anything. So if it already exists, I literally do not know. Yeah. Interesting. Last time I played Doom was like. Doom 3 that came out in the 2000s. I haven't played any of the new ones yet. I've never played nor seen any of them, but oh, you I have... some of the original. Jesus. No. no really? Oh, I, wow. Yeah, I, I'm not really into shooting games stuff just because if I'm terrible at something, I never play it, but I am good at racing games, so... It, it feels, like, so iconic. Like, even if you don't play it, like, it's just one of the... Anyways, mm. we're kind of going uh, off the cuff here. I was also a Nintendo child. You were a Sega child, so that might be why. Doom's been on, like, every platform that it's ever existed at this point, so... Has it been on Nintendo? Probably. Mm. It was on Nintendo 64 at one point, so, I mean, like, it definitely had to make its way to the originals. Oh, I played WWF No Mercy, so... But anyways, we are getting completely off topic. I played um, Warzone. Anyways... <laughs> Um, so I found myself kind of playing producer with this song. Um, it's not a bad track, but I'm sitting there going, oh, they could have gone a bit quieter here, like music wise, sort of like dip down in the intensity or this would have sounded good this way. Uh, I know I kind of do that all of the time, um, but I found with this song, it was just a little bit more prevalent. Uh, my brain sort of wanted to fill in the blanks as the song went on and it didn't fit what I had in my head. So I was like, damn it, they really should have listened to me um, years and years ago. I, I kind of have something that follows along that too, because um, one thing I noticed about whether something should be louder or quieter, uh, mm -hmm. I mentioned that there's like during the verses, there's just like long drawn out re reverb snare that kind of just goes through the entire verse. I'm usually good with ex exaggerated sounds in these types of tracks, especially in industrial music. Yeah. And like, I do that shit on, in my own music, but like this one felt like a little distracting in contrast to the quieter vocals that were going on. So that was probably the bothersome point. So either, yeah, raise the vocals or turn down the snare or find a better way to balance them because it just, it wasn't sitting well in the mix. Yeah. It just hurting your ears a little. I thought it was hurting my ears. It was just kind of like, I don't know. It was taking away from the actual like singing, I guess. So mm -hmm. if you're trying to like follow along with the story of the song, it kind of gets lost on you a little bit. Yeah. Especially on the first time listen like mine. I don't know if my next point um, sort of goes against that or if we are talking about the same thing. Um, but I just put, I like the atmospheric sounds in the back. Um, and although it doesn't really change anything, it just sort of gives something else to listen to because I find a lot of these riffs are repeating. So having something sort of change over top of that is kind of nice, even if that thing over top is just playing the same thing. It just it adds something to it. Um, and really my last note on this song is I enjoy the tempo. Um, I would definitely like walk to this and feel like a badass bitch. Like how you would see like what, what John Travolta strutting down the street in Saturday night fever. Uh, imagine just like this badass bitch in like pleather walking down the street, listening to this song no, with like be a base, like a baseball bat or something. Can you be a badass bitch in pleather doing the Vince McMahon strut? <laughs> Yes, but I would probably, I'd probably throw out my shoulder. That's part of it. Though. He blew out at both of his quads running to the ring, okay? So you can throw out a shoulder doing the strut. 
Dude, the audio listeners, I almost made her choke on oh water. Oh my god, that was that. That is the funniest. Like, and he sat there like a grumpy ever. baby. Oh my god. Oh my god, is the was the funniest I, shit I, ever. If if only I could give anything to have been either John Cena or Batista's oh brain god. while that was happening. Well, because yeah. I want to see like what gears were turning. It's like, what is happening? Why is he yeah. doing this? Not not only did it's that protest. Oh my god, that's just. This is going to turn into a wrestling podcast if I keep going on, but my God, the I feel like it already has in the past. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We should start one. Um, uh, that, I think that was the first thought before this podcast <laughs> rolled around. Um, so going back to something that you had mentioned previously about this, I did mention that there are little bits of like sound and texture layered throughout the background of this track building in the atmosphere, yeah. and it adds to the overall sound, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Even if it's not noticed at first, because like it took me a, like I listened to this album, I want to say three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but some songs I listen to more than once just to kind of get a better feel for it. This was one of them. Uh, I feel like the track would be flatter without stuff like that. Like it would just yes. be your basic run of the mill, like generic industrial metal. But like at least the textures and the sounds really help kind of add a little bit of flavor to it. Yeah, I can agree to that. Well, obviously, I made the note. Yeah, and <laughs> I was I was agreeing to you, so you're agreeing yeah, to like, me, agreeing yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, you are right. You are right. You are right that I'm right. Yes. All right, moving on now. Song number three, uh, the, uh, apparently the only music video of the album, but I could be wrong, didn't do too much research. American Landfill. Um, the grimy chugging intro did it for me in this one. I thought that, that was super cool, but I kind of wish the verse didn't go so quiet afterwards. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like a weird mishmash at that point. I kind of liked where it was going originally. Not that the verse was terrible, but just, I don't know. I was hoping for something a little more exciting. I I like the combo of like the singing and the faster screaming. Um, I, at this point in the album, I'm not really sure what I prefer. If I prefer the sort of melodic singing or the screaming, but the screaming isn't obnoxious or like ear splitting. Like I've heard before, where if you hear just constant screaming, you're kind of like, okay, like that's a little bit much like, please stop. But this was completely fine and actually kind of invited it or like enjoyed it. I wanted it. Realistically, I didn't know how you were going to feel about this album when we were listening to it. Like after a long time, I thought I was starting to get your musical taste. But then after we did that mixtape episode, I realized <laughs> I don't know you at all. Yeah. yeah. That or I just haven't been paying attention. Probably the latter. <laughs> uh, that That's okay. Cause my preferences change on a dime or I can I tell. Will, it's like you could have something and three three out of four uh, components match, but the one that doesn't, I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. I like that. And you're like, I was so close. I got three out of four. So, yeah, yeah things I think bad. you'd like you didn't end up liking whatever. It's yeah. like it's happened way more than once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, I do think that we're going to get our number ones matched. So I'm going to say that early in the album. Because I heard it and I was Ballsy, like, I think, like, I'm like, I think, talked about all the songs yet. I'm like, I think Chris is going to like this. And then I, I liked it. I'm like, Ooh, okay, we'll see. We'll see. So I am going to be ballsy today and just say that. I, I want to know your reasoning, but we can't talk about it yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but for American Landfill, at the very least, while we're still on this track, um, yes. this happens a lot in this album, too, uh, that many parts of the song just kind of melded into one another. So it got really mm-hmm. hard. Like, it was like a seamless flow almost from, like, verse to chorus type thing. So it got really hard to pick out one thing over another, like, pointing out things I liked or didn't like. Uh, 
the song's fairly repetitive without doing too much. It's not super impactful as compared to what we've gotten so far and realistically what we get later in the album as well. Uh, it's not an awful song, but this one considerably apparently being the lead single, like, I don't know, I wouldn't have chosen this one. Really? Um, I, yeah, I, I definitely agree with things sort of blending in and that is sort of a gripe that I've had with songs coming up where I want to say, oh, I really like the verse or I really like the chorus. I literally had to listen to the song like two or three more times to sort of know where that separation was. But I just couldn't find it in some of these songs. But um, I mean, I really like the breakdown in the bridge. I like that it wasn't anywhere else in the song. So it was sort of new and it was like, oh, here's something different. And while it is sort of a, I don't know, more metally breakdown, it kind of showed a sort of melding of genres or styles. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, a little bit, I, I guess, because that that's a lot of what this album happens to be, like where the bridge is probably the most different thing you'll get in a track. Yeah. Um, and even then. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's also not necessarily a great thing. Like I, not that I, I always say like, oh, I wish this band took more chances and all that, blah, blah, blah. And like not, and I always also say that doesn't mean I have to go crazy and every song has to be this completely different, like magnum opus type deal. Yeah. But at the same time, just like, I don't know, it, it gets to the point where just you're wondering like, how timid are they? It's funny. I was thinking that earlier that I don't, I don't expect this to be like a prog rock album or, you know, like you said, this magnum opus of huge stuff. And I feel like sometimes me listening to that, I've kind of spoiled myself with sort of, um, I don't know. It's like, it's like having colorful walls in your house and every wall is a different color and you're like so stimulated. And then one day you come home and you just paint it one color and it's just, it's so, you can tell the difference. You tell the difference in your mood and how you feel with it. So listening to things so far away from the crazy, you know, 12 minute songs and stuff like that, that I'm kind of used to listening to, I feel like I'm a little bit more harsh on stuff like this, just because I'm subconsciously comparing it to stuff like that. You know, it's funny. Cause I feel like I'm harsher on longer songs. Not that I'm like, I, I hate every long song. Like obviously there's fantastic yeah. music out there. But just like if you're going to do a long song, you got to know how to yeah. use that time properly. So these ones are like a lot easier. I mean, a lot of these songs, too, are under four minutes. So like they're oh, very yeah. palatable. Yeah, I just mean like, I guess, style wise or where it's like a 12 minute song. We got two minutes of a part, three minutes of a part. Then it changes and it does this. And it's it's more dynamic than uh, what you can really achieve in four minutes. But, you know, some bands do pull it off, which is awesome and i mean they're sitting in our a tier so i was gonna say i think we've done as far as i'm concerned like four prog rock albums on the show and you've chosen at least three of them <laughs> there you go right uh i guess we can move on now though we can done. okay cool uh so going on to the next song song number four on our list the one i thought should have been lead single president x i think this one would have worked as a lead single just the way it's constructed and it has the samples of crowd reaction. Imagine the music. Wait, did this one have a music video? I don't know. Okay. Cause if it didn't, it definitely should because I totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Three years later, they need to make a music video. 
Why not? I mean, they they did that with uh, Frank Zappa recently. Uh, Valley Girl got a music video, and that song was made in like the early '80s. Oh shit! So yeah, why not? If it's never too late for a music video, right? Dang. You first, please. Me first. Oh, of course. Um, so this song had a very straightforward, like, bounty type intro. It's nothing too new as what we heard, but I like how it sounded at the very least. So even if things start to sound familiar f- to what we've already heard on the album, the long as it sounds good, I'm fine with it. But, like, if it sounds dead similar, then that's when I have a mm-hmm. problem. So this one's not so bad. Like, I, I enjoyed how it started and essentially how it went along. Uh, yes. Um, I do think at this point in the album, they're doing pretty good at setting a mental image with like these auxiliary sounds and the song titles, like I had mentioned earlier. Um, It's quite like this one really just gives it to you. It sounds like a political rally with the cheering and the audience participation and stuff like that. Um, I like that. I really liked how it just it, it played sort of like a a short film in my head. And I like that a lot. I didn't really have to stretch too far for it. And the vocals, they kind of remind me of Rob Zombie. Um, I tried to think of somebody else and just this one really popped out at me. It wasn't uh, consistent throughout, but there were little hints of it. And I'm like, oh, okay, like I can, I can get into this. This is cool. So yeah, and that's kind of what I was going on earlier with like all these mix of industrial metal yeah. bands and everything like that. So you could probably fit Rob Zombie and or White Zombie somewhere in the mix. I'm pretty sure you can, mm-hmm. as you just did. Um, one thing I like about this track too is it, just like these these quieter background percussion drum machines that are happening in the verse. Um, it's just too bad it wasn't a little more forward in the mix because I enjoy things like that. I feel like things like that like really help in defining those next necessary textures in the song, which. I kind of said earlier, without these types of things, song feels flat and you're not really interested. Yeah. So it's it's nice that that song has something like this, but just I wish it was a little more pronounced. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, because sometimes it just blends in. You kind of lose track of it, but it's still technically happening. So I just, I don't know. I like the, I like things like that, and I wish it was a little louder. That's it. <laughs> I get that. I um, I kind of wanted more out of this song as I did have high hopes when it started. Um, maybe something that broke it up, maybe in like the third quarter or something. Um, I can't even recall if the song had a bridge to it. I can imagine that it did. Um, but if it did, obviously it sort of sounded fairly similar to the song around it. Um, there was sort of like a quick silence, sort of, I don't know, maybe a minute before it ended. And then like it came right back in, but it just came back in as it was before. It didn't sort of change anything, just kind of feel like somebody sort of knocked the volume down and then brought it back up. And then that was that. Uh, But regardless from those two, I guess, criticisms, I did like this song all in all. I did like it. Deciding what mark to put next to that. (laughs) Big black mark. Well, there's already one song that I put a big black mark next to saying that, like, no, this one's not going to match at all. Interesting. It's probably your number one. The one that you want us to match. No, like, no, no. I think we, I think, I think we will. But just like, I don't know. I have a feeling. I don't know. I don't even know anymore. I say stuff at the beginning of the show and then halfway through, I'm like, you know what? I'm wrong. I'm Because I can't even know what you're referencing until we've reviewed the entire album. Hmm. 
I, I have to keep it ambiguous. That's what it is. Yeah, apparently so. so I, I just, but I hate that I can't even like buy into it a little bit and be like, oh, maybe, huh? Because like, as a, for all I know, like it's just polar opposite day. I don't know. Mm, just watch. Every day is polar opposite day. Have a little bit of positivity, a little bit of faith. Except for when In we my choices uh, matching yours. It's only not polar opposite day when we record podcasts where I'm like, we're not getting the B tier today. Or I guess it would be, <laughs> I guess that would be a polar opposite because then it ends up being the B tier. Today is not a B tier album. Oh shit, it's polar opposite day. Knock knock. Yep. Okay, song number five. We can move on now to Alter or Altar, whatever you want to say. I'm just going by the ah sound because it's the it's Alter A L T. That weird AE symbol from Tool's Anima album R. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the Alt- actual symbol is called. Altair. I think it's. I don't know because because Anima is pronounced Anima. I'm gonna say Altar. Yeah. Like something like uh, that. People say encyclopedia, so I I Altair. Yeah, pretentious pricks. Fucking yep. weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, so I'll go first on this one just because I feel like it. Amazing. Um. So now, okay, I apologize to the requester and anybody listening to this that is going to chastise me in the comments. This one gives me metal butt rock vibes. I'm sorry. Um, I really like the opening until the drums kicked in and then it just kind of killed it for me. Um, I like that the sort of opening was revisited before the second verse. I recall it either just being guitar or bass, or it was just something without the drums. It was good. I liked it. And when the drums came in, I was like, meh, not so much. Um, But the song went by quickly for being a four minute song. Like I didn't dread any part of it when it ended. I was like, really? Like it's over now? So, I mean, that's a positive. That's good. I don't know if I felt the same way about that because like, not that I felt it dragged, but like I noticed the time because I think yeah. around like the 340 mark, I'm like, how long has it been so far? I'm like, oh, 340. We're kind of, uh, yeah, I saw, like, once again, I saw your camera. <laughs> Do a little light show there. <laughs> okay, that's the next thing to get replaced is my light. <laughs> One thing after another. I think that has, is that your light or your camera doing that? Uh, I think it's the light and my camera. So we're just going to fix them both. Because it could just be the weird auto white balance or something like that. Mm. We, it's funny because this happened like a handful of episodes ago. We were talking about the exact same thing. <laughs> but I did upgrade my audio. So one thing, one thing at a time. That's fine. I mean, that's all we can really afford to do at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what we were originally talking about for this song. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump into my note. Oops. You didn't You didn't feel like uh, this song like sped oh, by. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little. Uh, it's not, not that it felt like it just went on forever but like by the three three minute 40 mark i was just like how long has it been i'm like oh so we're almost over but it feels like a long time okay i got you so i got it's not that a drag but it didn't go by quickly for me interesting um there was a bit of a pullback on energy on this one obviously in the verses as compared to like the other tracks uh it's nice to have this here i thought at the very least uh it definitely has like an older industrial feel to it so it's not like more modern industrial metal so i i dig that because i like the old school feel of it there's also mm-hmm. these like clean guitars that open the the track too that I think sound really good and you kind of hear them. I think that's what you're referring to when it's like they played that in the beginning, revisit it later on in the track. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I do enjoy that. I thought it sounded pretty cool. It's it, especially because it's not a distorted guitar at that point. So hey, you got something yes. different out of it. Yes, and I think that's why I noticed it right away. Awesome. Um, the really there's like this really heavy chugging and like the pre-chorus too is a really good touch. It's just a great build into the course overall. 
because the verses <laughs> are a little quieter, pre-chorus gets louder, and then the chorus just kind of bursts into its own little thing there. Um, but I will say, speaking of the chorus too, even not knowing the lyrics, because I didn't read them or anything like that, uh, I feel the chorus is the catchiest one up to this point on the album. Uh, and there's actually quite a few catchy courses on this album, but like this one f- to me stood out a lot more. It feels more spread out and has a variety of like slower and sustained sounds. So it's like, again, as I mentioned, more palatable. So mm-hmm. I don't know more to enjoy out of it. Um, I do mention some choruses I like. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't this one because clearly I didn't write it down. I didn't notice. Um, but I guess my my last note and sort of a, a slight gripe of mine um which I think could be said for a, a couple other songs, if not maybe songs that we've already talked about. Um, I'd like to hear something different or better in the bridge because some of them sound like I'm listening to the song just sans lyrics or sans vocals, where these the music is pretty similar to the rest of the song. So it's like, I understand that it's a bridge because there's no vocals on it but like this song it ends the song so it's like it's not really a bridge to anywhere it just sort of it starts like a bridge where I'm like oh okay like we're gonna listen to you know maybe another two choruses maybe another chorus and we'll call it a day and then halfway through it's kind of like no this is how we're ending the song and then it ends the song I'm like fuck fuck what is this and actually, that's kind of where my next note goes to. Look at that. Look at us just matching today. It's not even pull today. We're going to match number ones. Uh, you're, you're, okay, we have to now. If we don't, like, there's got to be repercussions for this because you're so goddamn bold about it. Oh, my God. I'm just annoying. That's it. I said that the ending feels a little forced and sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like they could have spent the, like, the last 30 to 45 seconds kind of like wrapping everything up. But instead, yes. it just felt like an extension of a course that never really resolved. Yes. So I yeah, like a, it was it was a weird place for it. Not that I'd want this song to be tons longer, but like at the very least, tag something on the end that ends the song just better. And it's not the first sort of sudden ending that we're going to hear either. No, there's quite a few of those. Well, not quite a few, but there's there's a few. Yeah. Yep. Cool. We will move on because we are no time slaves here. Song number whoa, whoa, whoa. six, time slave. Thank you for waiting this long for your silly, silly puns. Well, you, you know, I got I always tried, not always, but most of the time I try to fit them in somewhere. Fair enough. Fair enough. Time slave. Anyways, <laughs> the strings in the beginning <laughs> kind of make it felt like it was going to be like something of a gentler track. Uh, is like very airy filled with like major progressions and everything like that. But then like the heavy guitars kick in not too long after. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, kind of blew my expectations out thinking, Oh, we're going to get something different. This one's like, no, we're kind of moving back into what we already know. Uh, I do like the sense in this track. um, Most of all so far, they do a lot for the atmosphere in the background. So there's just more to appreciate there. I, I tend to like the tracks more that focus more on the synths than the guitars themselves. Yeah. So it seems. Interesting. Um, For this one, I am kind of at this point growing a little tired of the audio bits tacked on at the beginning of the songs. Um, I do feel like I kind of heard this one earlier in the album. Um, I, I, I don't really have much for this one, but I... 
I do like, like I said before, I do like the sing slash scream combo, but I do wish that in this track there was more screaming as it kind the hell did I just write? Hold on. Give it, let me read this because like past Savannah has no idea what grammar is. I want a compilation of every time one of us had to cut ourselves <laughs> off just because we're like, what the hell are we even talking about? Uh, is there Okay, I'm just going to read it and then hopefully we can piece this all together. Cool. I, I like the sing slash scream combo and I wish there was more screaming here as it reduces the impact and intensity when it's singing for most of the song, especially with the heavy music. Okay, that makes sense. There was just absolutely no punctuation in that. I was going to say without punctuation, it's very wordy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, like it's, if you're, if you're just singing over heavy music, I'm kind of like, I just want you to sort of, you know, add that punctuation to the song. Speaking of, it's just sort of, it gives you that something, but I don't know. I'm playing producer again, but aside yeah. from that, like I didn't hate the song. It just wasn't higher on the list. Yeah. Yeah. I think when they actually do the time slave part, cause they scream the word time slave, Mm-hmm. But it's quieter in the mix. So, yeah, it kind of yeah. falls behind a little bit and it probably takes away the intensity as you were kind of like hinting at. Yeah. Um, the course of this one I thought was pretty catchy too. another good one for that. It's fairly simplistic on the instrumentals and like it just overall seems like it's a more accessible track to listen to mm-hmm. as compared to other songs on the album. So it's got that going for it as well. Uh, not that the album's 100% user friendly, but this is probably not one of the ones that is. Mm hmm. I got nothing else. Uh, I uh, I used all of the time allotted to reread my sentences. Perfect. Would you like to make some sort of segue pun to the word bornless? Because I I can't think of anything. Uh, no, but I'm going to read you my very first line. Song number seven, re- bornless. There you go. I keep reading the title as boneless. So did and then, I. And then as I'm listening to the song, I just thought it was funny to keep misinterpreting it as boneless. Well, because boneless. Okay, cool. Whatever that what means. That even, yeah, what does that even mean? You're without child. You are barren. You are bornless. <laughs> I, I was thinking like I wasn't born. I'm like, am I in limbo? What What is this? I'm See, I, it's like, um, you know, uh, women who can't have babies and like they're barren. So it's like this just seems like another weird word. To, it's like, sorry, you're barren. You're bornless. <laughs> oh, geez. That's, oh, that's you go intense. to the doctor. I, I don't know how to tell you this, but you are uh, you're bornless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah. Um. It's weird to say this on a, this style of album, but this is probably the poppiest of the compositions so far. Not saying the song is poppy, okay. but just yeah. like the way, the, the style it's written mm-hmm. feels like the poppiest it could be. Uh, so I could see this one catching on a lot more, although this one wasn't a single either, which is interesting because I could see this one being a single. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I found that the song, it started off strong. I was very optimistic. Um It did, for me, sort of sound like the rest of the album. And I'm, as of writing that, like like I've said before, I write my notes as I listen to the song. So they're all in, I guess, chronological order as I listen to the song itself. Um, But starting to sound like the rest of the album now, and I'm not sure how confident I am that this won't continue. Um, Hindsight 2020, I guess. Um, 
I need something new to sort of wake my brain up. And unfortunately, this track wasn't the one to do it. It just didn't, nothing really stuck out to me as, oh my God, we've turned a corner. We've got something else going on. And I see you writing that X next to this track. So you did not do that on the sly. X would mean that we don't agree. Uh, Oh. I won't give it away, but it's somewhere at the bottom of my list. Somewhere. Okay. Yes. Uh, so I won't tell you what I did. Okay. <laughs> um, but although I do kind of agree with you about the song, though, if that gives you any sort of idea, because uh, I just said that it doesn't really give you much more than other songs already have. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely one of those middle of the album, just throw it in where the, wherever the hell you want type tracks. Uh, so, yeah, this one's kind of forgettable in the end. Um, it's n- not the worst thing on the album, but it's I mean, there's nothing keeping me. And it felt like it was far too long, even for a song under three minutes and 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. And seeing how I have no more follow up notes or rebuttals, I feel like that says a lot or says enough. Fine and dandy. So we'll move on to song number eight, then surrender. Uh, I s- s- sir. I don't know. I'm just going to end up singing the cheap trick song. So I'm just going to. Oh, I thought we're going to go with the Billy Talent one because you actually requested them before. So, hey. Surrender. Do, do you not know how I pick albums anymore? You I told me it once. I, I go to sleep and then I oh, wake up. Told me. <laughs> no, no, I, I wake up and I think of what my dream was. And then I pick an album. See, you told me another method. <laughs> Well, I mean, that one is true, too. Yeah, we, we will see. Some, we'll see the results of that bullshit in season four. There's one album I'm just not looking forward to. And I know I, I know am, exactly. No, you know which one. Uh, it is. I do. Yeah, I do. And I love it. I love it so much. And just trust me, because if that one turns out how I want it to or how I think it's going to. Oh, there's going to be many, many more coming up and it will be without without restraint. So you're just like purposely sabotaging the show now i've listened to the album but like i enjoy that stuff so i can't of course you do cannot wait god that is then this is now we still got songs to talk about surrender song number eight um i do like the synth and drum combo in the verse of the song they work really well together without like throwing too much into the mix so that's kind of as i said before that's one of the things i enjoy about this album more than just the guitars themselves or anything like that like i like Mm -hmm. it when Synths take the lead, drum machines take the lead. I think it all sounds really cool. Um, I wish the vocals were different in the chorus, though. Uh, I don't say that a lot about this one, but I think I think you're gonna agree. I see you laughing. It's just uh, funny because your only two points are the only two points, or your first two points, the only two points I have. For we seem to be matching a lot on our points, but yet we can't match our fucking scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just gonna say, there's something about the combination of the vocals and like the lyrics that just kind of like pull back on the course sounding any better than it is again didn't really do any lyrical analysis didn't really read them but the ones i could hear you kind of referenced earlier in the review about sounding kind of like you know edgy or try harder just like a little too on the nose yeah that's uh that's i mean that's a lot of what this album is but these ones in particular just some of the rhymes they were using are they like political megadeth lyrics i thought megadeth was political yeah, that's what I mean. But it's like you listen to it and you're like, OK, you're really not hiding anything. You're really just saying how it is. And you're like not leaving anything up for interpretation. Well, at least it's not some bullshit like 
Great story. Tell it to Reader's Digest. Oh, my God. Okay, oh, you, okay fine. Again. Now, I was really just wanting to know if the You lyrics... can't say Megadeth and then Davis Davidson doesn't get I... resurrected into this fucking show. I know, but if I talk over you, it should be fine. Not if I um... yell loud or mute your audio. <laughs> uh, I God. edit this podcast. Remember that. Anyways, all right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. All right. Yeah. Do you have anything else for this one? Because I really I don't have too much, but they do kind of mesh with what you said. Well, you might as well get them out there. I have one more point, but yeah, I mean, whatever. Go ahead. Um, I I just mentioned like at least the chorus sounds a little different with the vocal processing. Didn't know if I liked it. Couldn't really be swayed either way, but I did notice that it was different. And I like that the song is a slower tempo because I do like heavy songs with a moderate tempo guitar over a slower drum beat. There's just, I don't know what it is. It's just, it, it's noticeable. I liked it. It was good. Uh, everything else is just sort of there, but the, uh, the different sort of the shakeup was good. Was yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, but again, though, this song just feels like one that kind of ran out of ideas a little too quickly. Uh, which again, we're in the middle of the album. So it's kind of, I usually say like side B syndrome, which I guess yeah. this technically would be, uh, yeah. but like, this is like completely middle of the album syndrome, just like where you get, you, you want to try to sandwich certain tracks with like the two good pieces of bread and then just the shitty meat between, I guess is yeah, one you of like hide it. Although I won't say all the middle tracks on this album are bad or anything like that. Like, but this one is, wasn't really doing it for me. Uh, yeah. I liked aspects of the song, but overall it felt really underwritten. So I don't know, just a hit or miss type track, probably miss. Yes. <laughs> That's all. Yes. I miss the days when you used to just say, yup. Hey, you get, you shit on me so much for the things I do. And then when I change it, you shit on me changing it fine yeah because you're supposed to just tolerate shit that's that's your role in the show no no this is personal growth i am becoming a strong independent woman but meanwhile you just like surrendered there's your pun and literally did the up thing again so i win <laughs> yeah number nine sell your face 2.0 oh was, was there a 1.0 i haven't heard shutdown.exe so i have no idea Mm, yeah, Again, this is my the first time I've heard three teeth. Yeah. Uh, so maybe. Yeah, I didn't bother looking. Uh, I do I'll have, look. I I do have a question for you though. Um, has that keyboard in the background, like, because I have heard sort of, I would assume, whole notes just behind the guitar, drum, bass, whatnot, a uh, couple tracks so far. Um, has it been on just one fucking setting this entire album? Because to me, it just, it sounds the same. I think maybe this is maybe the fourth or fifth track that just has those whole note sort of keyboard synths in behind. And I'm like, this is, it's kind of annoying now. I mean, probably. I can't imagine they'll sit there and flick through like a hundred different synth sounds or VSTs and just try something new for every single song. So chances are there's like one or two that just like, you know what? This works. But it feels like they have just like one of those, uh, what, maybe 20 key keyboards that they just press the standard thing. They're like, yeah, yeah, this is fine. And then they just three finger chord. Don't and that's talk it. shit on those keyboards. I have a 25 key. It heard you and its feelings are hurt, by the way. 
That's fine. I wasn't talking about the 25. I'm talking about the 20. Yeah, but it's equally as small. Yeah, well, I have a 61, so. Uh. So do I, but it's in the other fucking room. Yeah. Mine's, um, mine's in my closet. The, 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 the synth that I have uh, when I got it was like top tier. I see that little seizure show you got going on again. I'm just going to stop moving my hands in the shot then. <laughs> yeah, your pasty white hands are throwing off the white balance. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm too Italian. But yeah, everyone wanted the uh, the core Triton LE, and then I got it, and then suddenly no one wanted it anymore. So I made it not cool. Mm, I have a Yamaha PSR something something. I just know and you probably got year, it from Radio Shack. <laughs> the year it was manufactured was 1996. Oh, you definitely got it from Radio Shack. Oh, yeah. oh, that yeah. and the Casio keyboards. Mm, I, I had a very small one. My dad said, "If you can take care of this, I'll get you a better one." And he said that with everything, which I took care of it. I wanted a better one. And uh, with this one, when I first got it, because I can't fucking I can't play anything, but I have multiple instruments. But I digress. Uh, I used to put the uh, pieces of tape with the uh, notes on every single key. So good memories. And I still haven't learned a single thing. And that was what, 20, 26 years. Oh, my God. Twenty four six years ago i could i could call you a rookie but then like you haven't even learned anything so you're, you're not even green you're nothing get out of here scum i can play a hot cross buns can you do so. it on the recorder the best i can that's the only way i know how to play it on keyboard all right anyways sell your face <laughs> we're, we're tangented oh again. yeah we're stalling um though this song sounds familiar to some of the other ones on the album i do like the way this one sounds though it at least does some things a little differently so it stands out just a little more than the others i suppose yeah Uh, there's just like this cool vox box edition and uh in the middle of the track or it kind of comes in a couple of different times uh you don't really get that music anymore so it's always nice to hear that kind of thing when that's inserted sometimes it's kind of tacky and cheesy but it's not so bad Okay, so I'm glad that you said cheesy. I'm going to run with that. Um, uh, yes, ever-present social commentary audio clips. Now, even a band that I love, Anti-Flag. So their 2006 album that was sort of, I don't want to say the height of the George Bush uh, era, but um, it was definitely in there. So there were a lot of clips about, you know, um, Iraq and oil and shit like that. Those are the songs that I don't listen to in public. I don't play those in the car. I don't play them when I'm listening to music at work. It's just, it's just, I don't know. Sometimes it's too cheesy. It's just too much. And at this point, I'm starting to feel that it was too much. If it wasn't too much before, it definitely is now. And my last point, just starting to sound cheesy. It's funny how there's a lot of industrial metal and industrial music in general that can get very political. Yeah, but it's like it's kind of keeps it. I don't want to say it keeps it down because that's kind of suppressing it. But I don't know. I just see audio clips that get me. They just really well, get me because industrial kind of like if you look at the like the larger tree of music, industrial kind of branches yeah. off punk. Yeah. And obviously punk being very anti-establishment and everything like that. So you're still getting those themes, but just doing it in a very different way. Yeah. And also because it also came with like the Batcaver movement, AKA the goth movement. Mm-hmm. Um, you get anti-establishment and anti-conformist. So like you're getting a whole bunch of these themes kind of rolled into one. And even yeah. decades later, it still follows those themes. Mm-hmm. There's, I, my, there's my music nerd history of the day. <laughs> I think there are some 
some ways that they're executed that for me are a lot more palatable and digestible than others. So, I mean, the idea, not against it, the execution sometimes is just not my bag. No, then that's understandable too. Cause yeah, there's not like a whole lot of like new, exciting things happening in this genre usually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only other note I have for this one, it's it's another cool display of like layered synth work. Again, complementing the synths going on this album. But other than that, there's not a whole lot more to mention. So, I yeah. mean, it was just hard to come up with more things to say. Yep. Uh, something, something blackout. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Okay. But yeah, no. regardless, song number 10. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. Blackout by Heat Miser is a fantastic song. That's not a pun, it's just a fact. I think you would like it. I think you would actually really like that song. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Put it on my next mixtape. Oh, God, a whole fucking year. I won't even remember, but I will if I remember. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I'll just make you do it through the weekend and tell me what you think. Sounds good. Anyways, uh, yeah, song number 10, Blackout. Um. Okay, so I don't have much for this one, unfortunately. Um, I am willing to look past the intro because the drum disco beat hi-hat snare combo is banging and I like it. I've mentioned this before. There's just something about it that just stimulates my little monkey brain and I love it. Uh, despite that, I feel the intro doesn't mesh with the rest of the song well and even the chorus feels like it belongs to a different song. And my last note, just all capital letters, Disco Beats Can't Save You. <laughs> that is how I feel. Disco Beats, you say. Ooh, I love it. I don't know how else to describe it. I'm sure there's some sort of something shuffle or whatever. I'm sure I could look that up. But to me, it's just a disco beat where it's a constant ride on the hi-hat and then you go down to the... St- I love it. Ooh, I love it. Would that make trap beats and hip-hop like an offshoot of disco then since it's a really reliant on the hi-hats? Uh, quite possibly. <laughs> I think it'd be um, hilarious if that was, it's, it's not true, but it'd be hilarious if it was. It would be it would be awesome if I heard a song like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I love this disco beat, and you're like, oh my god, I swear to God. Oh no, <laughs> Travis is way even... too different. <laughs> way yeah. too different. I I'm gonna have to look into that because I feel like someone has said like, oh maybe you'd like this. So I don't know. Maybe it was you. Who knows? Yeah, uh, that's listen. been me like more than a handful of times on this fucking show, and then you're just like, what? <laughs> but about trap itself, don't. I don't know if we've actually like talked about it or if no. someone else mentioned it to me. Uh, it's it's my least favorite form of hip hop. Interesting. It's uh, so so it is something like that I should it's start. Like, it's like a branch of mumble rap, or mumble rap's a branch of trap, or something like that. I don't. Regardless, it just kind of falls under that umbrella a bit. So it is something that I should start listening to eagerly and enjoying, is what you're saying. Do it. I mean, hey, that's your thing. <laughs> I'd rather get blackout these- drunk. There you go. I'd rather not, though, because I, I I can't I, fucking stand hangovers in my 30s. It's, uh, it's like literal death. Oh, my God. Anyways, Blackout. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think of the song? Uh, there's a whole minute without the super pros- processed guitar, so I thought it was nice to get something different to start out the track. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually refreshing to have a track that pulls back the energy a little bit, too, considering everything that we've had up to this point, especially as we're getting to the end of the album, too. Like, this is the penultimate track. So, I, well, mm-hmm. nah, wait, the correction, no. There's, like, the encore track of Pumped Up Kicks, Mm. Although these do feel like the last two tracks, like these, yes. this one and the next one, absolutely 100%. Definitely. Um, like, and even with the heavy portion toward the end, too, I like the gradual progression to it throughout the entire track. Like, it doesn't feel like it's just so sudden to me because, like, the song starts to quiet enough 
and we have to work into getting those loud points before it finally climaxes. Uh, I'm 13. Anyway, I thought we were going to move past that. And then I saw that fucking glimmer in your eye. I was like, no, we're not. <laughs> because that little teenage boy in my brain was like, ah! <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. He said they're going, oh, he said it. He said it. He said it. Yeah, just really loud applause. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, as the song's reaching out to that climax, like I mean, like you are building up gradually more and more. So it's just it's 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 nice to have that progression come. The song felt like it ended appropriately enough. So I mean, mm-hmm. I I actually enjoyed this one more than some of the earlier tracks on the album, and more than I did apparently. Apparently so. Okay, we will move on now to what really feels like the last song on the album, which yes. works as the last song on the album, too. Song number 11, The Fall. And uh, my very first note, end of record vibes. Oh my uh, gosh, yes. It, you could you could have used some of these calmer-type tracks throughout the album, but this one fits well here, so I guess I won't complain about that. Like, really good placement for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's really cool drum work in the verses, too. It's not just your standard kick-snare affair that we've been getting the entire time. A lot of tom work and... Pretty much every review I do that has a lot of heavy work on the tom drums, I usually compliment it, and I'm not yeah. skipping out on this one either. It's like me in the bass. It's like once you hear it, you're like, all right, they're going to mention it. They, I know they're going to mention it. I'm going to have to rehash that meme where I did, like, it, I said you were Wolverine. You're, like, touching that picture of the bass. But now yeah. I'm going to do it with me, but touching a picture <laughs> of the tom drum. Oh, niche jokes. Exactly. Right, yeah. the record fans only. Yeah, exactly. All 103 of you. Oh yeah. Oh well, okay, fine. Audio land as well. Um, I wanted this song to just kick right into a theater theater organ like Phantom of the Opera. Uh, alas, it did not. Um, I don't know what it was at the beginning that made me think of that, but uh it would have been cool if it did. Um, I really liked how sort of I don't know, it, it was calm. I guess it was as calm as it could be. Um, I like that. Uh, I I did like the chorus melody. I didn't realize I had to wait to the very end of the album because I thought I mentioned this earlier, but I did not. I like the chorus melody. It was repetitive, but it gave me sort of Nirvana's something in the way, which I know I'm pretty sure was my number one from that album where it sort of repeated the same thing, but it, gave me sort of like a dreamy kind of feeling. And I, I enjoyed that a lot. I kind of got lost in this song and at four and a half minutes, it was really easy to. Yeah. This, this song has like a generally like darker, more chill ish type atmosphere. It's still like pretty it. brood- it's delicious. It's, it's still pretty brooding in a way though. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this, it works well for this track though. And especially with its place on the album, uh, still has some good heavy moments in it towards the end, but ultimately like it just makes the song feel a little more epic. So, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot to enjoy about this one. Yeah, I I definitely like your use of Epic. I I felt sort of it felt bigger than the songs that came before it. And I think maybe that's where it gets its end of album feeling where it's sort of a I want to say crescendo, but I don't know if I'm using that appropriately. But everything's just sort of coming together. And, you know, that's it's kind of more or less nice. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like it. I liked it. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't have much more else to say about that one. Like I, I did enjoy it and it was nice to have something a little different on the album too. So yeah, good placement. Uh, but we'll get into the final song now that really kind of feels like an encore and it didn't bother. This did not bother me at all with the placement not like song. That, not like that Bush album. No, fuck that. 
Uh, although you, uh, no, actually, sorry, I like that. I forgot which album that was. I like that that little tag on the end there. Well, but anyways, so song number twelve, a cover of I can't remember the fucking name, but the song "Pumped Up Kicks." Oh, Foster the People. Oh, I was gonna say fun, but yes, Foster the People. I don't know, Foster the People. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I feel like this song, or I get how this song fits the theme of the album. It just, it nestles itself right in there and, you know, no tweaking to be done. And it is a decent cover. I mean, it is the only cover of the song that I've heard, Um, but it is a decent reimagining in this style. And I don't think I really would have caught on to what song it was. Like, obviously the title, like whatever, but, you know, there are some times where popular songs you don't really know the titles of. Um, but I think maybe halfway in the verse, it was kind of a, oh, oh, it's this one. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm glad that they didn't give it away, um, right from the beginning that it just sounded different enough until you kind of catch on, but only to the lyrics. Yeah. Although I, I knew what the song was because I've, I've heard this one, like not this cover, but the original, like a bunch of times. So I know what pumped up yeah. kicks was. And yeah, it does fit in thematically because, like, I mean, those lyrics is another one of those songs where if you're not paying attention to the lyrics, you're going to think it's a very uppy kind of good time song. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, this is a school shooting song, my guy. Yeah, it's no. Oof. Well, it, it's funny because even with the original, I've heard it a bunch of times. and I'm, I knew what the chorus was and like you outrun my bullet, outrun my gun and everything like that. Yeah. But like I never heard the verses. I never paid attention until I listened to this cover. And it's like, oh, this really builds the story of where the school shooting is going to happen. Like. Kid's going through his father's closet, finds the gun, talking about his plan, smoking a cigarette, and then he fucking goes through with it. And I think he kills his dad at the end, too. I mean, oh my God. Ew. Something about like he's been waiting for his dad to come home and he's like sitting at the table and he's got like a, he got the gun kind of hiding in his waistband. He's going to go up. Great story. Uh, yeah, I know, right? And it's again, it's one of those manipulative pop songs where it's like, oh, this is really fun. I like this. I like this, where you're not really listening to the lyrics. Yeah. And like that, I feel like that's social commentary unto itself is just sort of especially modern the, times. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, like seeing the result of releasing a song like that and everybody, it's like a outcast's hey ya. You know, in that, one part, yeah, he's yeah. like, like, you don't want to listen to me. You just want to dance. And everyone's like, this is such a good song. And Andre 3000 is probably sitting there with his head in his hands going, are you are That you or he's that? like, like kind of rubbing his hands together. He's like, this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted yeah, these idiots yeah. to fall right dance. in my stupid fucking trap. And they did. Yeah, dance monkeys. Exactly. Oof. And I, I mean, I mentioned it once on the show. I mentioned it again. Memory Lane by Elliot Smith. Such a fun, nice little track. Oops. Lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, every time I have a chance to bring up that song, I will because it's just like this lyrics are devastating. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, I don't really have a lot to say for this one because I just like cool a, a cover for an encore. Why not? I did enjoy it. Uh, yeah, it's like a slower, gothier, heavier version of the original, and I actually liked it. It's nice when a band can cover a song and manage to make it their own without like ruining the integrity of the original. Right? That's yes. really nice. And probably my favorite thing about the song is like the, that sixteenth note sequence bass that just kind of. Keeps the track flowing a lot and everything like that. Lasts nearly the entire song. So just, yeah, moves through nicely. Cool. And if you like the original and you like something a little darker, you'll like this. Yep. Yeah. See, I call back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, to be fair, if uh, if I don't listen to you, you're going to kick me off the Kofi page and then I'll never get paid. So, yeah, you don't even know how many people we have on that page yet. 
<laughs> I have no idea. You know, you don't give me passwords to anything. I think I told you like there's two, but we actually in secret have like 20. So I mean, like, yeah, even this Zoom link here, you send me a brand new link every time. It's like everything's under lock and key for some reason. Sheesh. Yeah. I mean, I'm very protective of my brand. <laughs> Anyways, that's the end of my show for the day. So, hey, thank you very much for joining us today on the show. We sure hope that you uh, enjoyed what you heard. We hope that you also listen to the album so that way you can kind of let us know what you yeah. think of the album as well down in the comments of, of wherever you're listening because there's comment sections everywhere. So make sure that you do that because we're always curious. And, I mean, if I had to sum up this album real quick, I suppose, uh, when this album was good, it was good. When it suffered, it suffered. And, I mean... It balanced out well enough, but didn't exactly break ground. So, I don't know. I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. But we're going to find out where that goes real soon. Um, I I feel like I could probably mimic what you said. As um, we've been doing for the whole fucking podcast pretty, so far. Yeah, our notes are, like, so similar. Yeah, like, like pretty much word for word. Um, there were some parts that I really liked. I really do wish that they were sustained a little bit longer. Um, a lot of it reminded me of other things. And unfortunately, I'm more likely to sort of gravitate towards those influences rather than stick with um, with this one. At, at least at least from what I've heard, I mean, they do have other albums. So I'd like to give them a chance because I do like stuff like this. I do like feeling like a badass bitch. So why not? Exactly. Well, there's a few bands I could point you out for that then, but I don't even mm -hmm. know if you'd end up liking them or even listening to them anyways. If it's not on the show, you won't listen to it. Hey, that is a lie. Okay. We haven't done Third Eye Blind and I listen to them. Yeah, but I didn't tell you to listen to Third Eye Blind. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Not that anyways. I'm aware of. <laughs> anyways. This is turning into a weird abusive relationship, isn't this it? Is, it? It is. It's, it's, it's coming out, out of... slowly, one episode at a time. It's like, That's... wow, he's really abusive behind the scenes, isn't he? Oh, someone's going to call him out, cancel his ass. That little does anybody know, he doesn't talk to me except for the days we record. So yeah, I mean, we are strangers. If I saw you in the street, yeah. I'd walk by you and not even notice you. That is bullshit. You would <laughs> shoulder check me so hard. I'd be like, oh, sorry. And then just keep walking, though. I, I got to <laughs> go. The bus is coming. There's no bus. And then just, oh, I'm so sorry. And then give me a little kick and then leave. I'll be like, oh, sorry. And then like throw a toonie on you and be like, that's the insurance money. Clean yourself up. All right. Um. So, yeah, we are at the end of the episode. We're done talking about the album. But now we have to start ranking the songs because Ooh. that's kind of what we do here. And again, our requester, Allison, didn't give us any sort of rankings or ratings of them, their own. That's Ooh. fine. They have them in their head. Let's see if they agree with us regardless. So above our heads, mm -hmm. boom, graphics have changed. There are names. There are numbers. There's going to be more names because we got tactic 13, 12 songs in this, technically 13, but 12 songs this time around, 24 yes. All together that I'm gonna have to put up there because fucking editing. That's why. I wish it could just magically <laughs> happen. Yes, exactly. But it can't. So, uh, you are are you still confident after that entire review that we're getting our number one? Less, but I mean, I'm gonna stick to my guns. I'm I've... so curious to know what you think it is. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, uh. Because if you say what my number one is, like higher up on your list. I'm so tempted to be like, it's not, we didn't match, but I didn't, Go I don't want to say it because I don't want to spoil it though. I don't want to spoil oh, my number who one. Who cares? Who cares? Spoil if you it. say my number one at your number 10, I'm not spoiling my number one, but I'll say it like, I'll just make fun of you later. 
Buy you later, ass. <sighs> yeah, all right. Well, I mean, I mean, if I'm wildly incorrect, I guess I did make an ass of myself slightly. So. Oh, by the way, to the all the eagle-eyed video viewers of this podcast, you'll notice I'm not using my shrimpy little pencil because I've literally lost it. It's so small I can't find it. So I had to use this shitty blue pencil with an even worse eraser that I tear out because it doesn't erase anything. It sucks. It just smudges the page. Anyways, just uh, the Easter egg for the people who actually give a shit. Yeah, which is not me. Okay, let's Fine. rank these songs. Let's go. Let's do it. Song number 12, America, American Landfill. Blackout. Like now I'm just thinking of Heat Miser. Uh, let's see. I, I can't even read my own fucking writing. What the hell does that even say? Oh, <laughs> it looks like the word boot. Number 11, Bornless. Uh, sell Your Face 2.0, not to be confused with 1.0. That or I could zero, not find, by the way. <laughs> or 0.5. Oh, okay, that was the result. Nothing. It, this, this is a Y Part 2 situation by Collective Soul. There is oh, no Y Part sakes. 1. Oh, my God. I would love if they released an album with Y Part 3 on it. Oh, oh, I... <laughs> I, I do want to, and it's funny because after I had mentioned that before, I said, oh, that album was on youth. Ha ha ha. After the show, I was like, yeah, I was wrong. And it was on Blender. Yes, yes, it Still, was. Still, does, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Song's good, but confusing. Mm -hmm. Song number 10, Surrender. Uh, Altair. Altair. I refuse to do anything properly, so I'm just going to read it as I wrote it. And I actually put the uh, the actual symbol in it, too. So, so did I, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, number nine, sell your face. Uh, time slave. Slave to the times. I have a lot of question marks on this list, and so far, none of them are lining up. <laughs> number eight, exit. Boneless. <laughs> I refuse to do this properly. And I almost wrote bonus <laughs> too. Almost. Number seven, President X. Uh, surrender. Every thought, every word, every sound. Surrender. No. Uh, number six, hyperstition slash affluenza. Number six, pumped up kicks. Pumped. Ooh, that kind of rhymed. Number five, time slave. Uh, exit. Exit. Sound number cool. four I'll wow it does sound weird when someone else does that uh hyperstition slash affluenza hyperflu i'll just write hyperflu and i'll forget what the fuck that is number three pumped up kicks american landfill wonder about this number one now i wonder maybe sven is a fucking genius who knows maybe you're some sort of prophet number mm. two Blackout. President X, I fucking knew it! Wow. Right. I fucking right. knew it! So what is the number one then, huh? The fall. Yes. I yes, fucking it heard it, and I, I can't excuse my language. I heard that, and I was like, oh, Chris is going to pick this. And then I heard it, like, like listen to it a second time. I'm like, no, actually, I like this the most. Oh, I'm so... I am a genius. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. I'm so happy. It, it got very close to not getting anything, but it came all the way down to number one. Oh my God. And as we're going, I'm like, he hasn't said it yet. He hasn't said it yet. I'm like, I might actually get this. Well, cause when you originally said it back before we were like even halfway through the album, I was just like, what are the odds that she's going to pick the fall? hundred percent. hundred. I could have known that. I can, I know in retrospect. Oh yeah. 
All right, well, we got a match. I mean, I always wish we got more, but you can't complain, I guess. Uh, but it's the only one that matters. The one yeah. that I picked. Because you chose that one specifically. So good news. There's no consequences. As I said, there would be if you didn't get it right. Oh, that's awesome. I am so happy. That's great. See, you're like, oh, I, I don't really know what you like. Oh, I know what you like. Mm. Do you, though? Oh, yeah. Well, this, Refer back to this the one I do. This one I do. Well, let's see how much we like the album with our combined mm -hmm. scores and everything like that. So I guess we got to find that out now. Let's go write the record hash. Ah! Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I say that because I look at the B tier and I'm just like, hey, look at what we do for a living. <laughs> it's a good thing we don't do this for a living, actually. That's what I should say. Jesus. Oh, I would I would be fired. Well, I'm I'm unfortunately part of this, too, because I mean, like, it's our stupid combined scores, although uh, the end of season three is coming in. At the end of every season, I do like to put our individual tier lists on Instagram just to show how different we are. I put like the, the show tier list, but yeah. then I put like mine, yours, and so we can just see how vastly different things are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or mostly different, I should say. Yeah, yeah. All mine are just going to be those dumb albums that I picked. Um, and then a couple really good ones that you picked that um, I just like to forget that you picked. And I just assume that they're like anniversaries or requests or something. You go ahead. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to give you the credit. But you don't you have, have to, but you already, your score gave me the credit and that's all. Yeah, that you've picked some bangers. Anyways, a score. Oh, my God. We got to score the album because that's kind of what rating the record is on this ah. show. So, uh, I don't know. Why don't you go ahead and let us know what you got for this one? Okay, so I'm debating whether I should just pull the Band-Aid off or whether I should just keep talking. Just so fucking I think, do it. I think I've decided that I'm just going to keep talking and somewhere I'm going to drop the score of 73.08 into there and just hope that nobody notices. 73.08, she says. Oh, I never said that. Or what we assume she said at the very least. That, that is what I said, yeah. Well, hmm. You want to guess where the album lies? Is probably in the B tier because I imagine that yours. Oh, I'm gonna say seventy-five. Close, but you went over. That's the Price Is Right rule. Seventy-four point one six. Okay. That brings us to a grand total of seventy-three point six two. That does lead us in the middle B tier. It is the exact same score as Stephen Wilson's Hand Cannot Erase. This is better. 73.62. This is better. I do not I do not agree. Well, that's too bad because you got the tool choice for the number 1 album. I'm putting this over No, Steve that that was a coin flip with your weird ass feet in there. You could have just agreed with me and put Bungle at the top, but no, we had to make a whole thing out of it. So my revenge is Stephen Wilson gets his ass knocked down a peg. What do you mean your revenge? You've been having your revenge on me ever since. It has just been microaggressions day after day. Oh yeah, all the B-tier albums. My revenge. <laughs> yes. I'm doing okay, it. Okay, 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 okay. You make a good point. A lot of that is me. <laughs> <sighs> no, I'll, I'll be nice and say both of us because it's not like I'm doing much better with some of these fucking scores. I guess that's true. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, and also, as editor of the podcast, I just went ahead and put this album ahead of Stephen Wilson. Fuck that album. <laughs> oh, the things I am muttering in my own head. Oh, they're spicy. As I said, not even mad that it's a B-tier album. That's just my expectations now. And voila. Look, I'm not even mad. I, it's exactly what I was thinking it was going to be. So if anything, we're both prophets. 
I don't give a shit because uh, before we even reached the end of the album, I guess that our number ones would match. And they did. And uh, I'm just going to cruise on that high for the next week until you cut me down again. I can cut you down right now if I wanted to, but no, I, know, I won't. I'll appreciate like, the, I'll, <laughs> I'll like take the number one to. pick. I'll enjoy it. So yeah, you did it. Of course you did. That was good. Damn right. Dang good. Uh, and a, I can't say dang good album because it just, it barely broke the middle B tier. But yeah. I mean, hey, B tier, as, as stacked as it is, it doesn't mean it's a bad album. That's the whole thing. Right. I mean, like, it's not the D tier, like some other ones. Hey, Weezer, how's it going down there? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Okay. No, because I feel like this is going to be a fucking segue for you to like call back up as Bob Dylan or something. I almost did, but I didn't. <laughs> Look at that. See, that's, yeah. that's how I get my revenge on you, my Bob Dylan impressions. <laughs> Anyways, yes, that is the album Three Teeth Meta War. That is the episode for today. So I uh, hopefully our requester, Allison, uh, I, I, I was going to say agrees with our scores, but sh- I can imagine that they would probably like, you know, like it more than we did. Oh, chances course. are if someone requests an album, they're gonna like it. They're like A tier S tier. Like, why? Unless you want to trolls and give us a shit album, which Rad- like I'll still we'll still listen to. Which I I I don't want to say that Ratitude was a troll album, but at the same time, I feel like it was a troll album. Um, just sort of a uh, a sort of behind the scenes little tidbit. Uh, the individual who requested that I am personal friends with, and even I'm not sure if it was a troll album because oh, when better. I when I told them that we were going to do it, he's like, oh, really? Okay, like, that's a troll, I, come on. I, yeah, I wasn't sure if it was like, a, oh, really? You're going to do it? Or a, oh my God, really? <laughs> but yeah, we well, did it, we listened to it, and like, yeah. And it, and it is the doorstopper of our podcast. That's, that's the <laughs> ranking. D for doorstop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyways, thank you very much for joining us today on the podcast. We sure do hope that you like what you see, what you hear. We hope that you like the album. Again, tell us what you think down in the comments below of wherever you're listening, because on audio video, there are uh, options to tell us everywhere, including Spotify, where I, I post polls on Spotify. So you can tell us, like, what's your favorite song? What are your thoughts on the album? There's actually that option. Go ahead and do it. Really? I've every never... episode. Every Go, oh, go back. Go, go look. Yeah. <laughs> go interesting. Vote. I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, cool. I, I suggest everyone do that. Leave ratings and reviews, too, because you know why? That helps us in the musical commu- uh, commentary yes. community. We want to build more. We want more people like you on the show or not on the show, but like being part of the show. So, hey, go ahead and do that, would you? Yes, please. And all the streaming links, all of our social media, including Rate the Record podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, can be found over at ratetherecord.ca. And, of course, ko-fi.com slash ratetherecord can also be found at ratetherecord.ca. But if you want to support the show financially, there's your options. I had a half hiccup while I said that and fought it, so that actually kind of hurt my chest a little bit. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I think you've covered everything. Yeah, that was me trying to speak way too quickly and just get everything out of the way. Blah. But yeah, we're reaching the end of season three. I mean, we're getting there. So next week sure. is the second last episode. And because of the way things were arranged, we, we skipped another episode this season. Uh, as you know, a couple of weeks ago, we didn't have our episode. Like this week uh, should have been what's going on next week. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, whatever shit happens. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get sick. Yeah, that's more or less what <laughs> happened, I guess. I, I actually, truth be told, I temporarily fired her, but then I brought her back on because my backup decided to back out. So, well, I mean, like, if I knew that coming back was going to involve me going to your house and groveling at your front door, I mean, 
I probably still would have done it. Oh, and I would stand on the front porch. We'd be on the lawn so, like, everyone on the street could see you. And I'm just sitting there, like, all high and mighty, like, can't hear you sobbing. In, in a bathrobe. Yeah, exactly. It just looked really pathetic. <laughs> My God. Uh, but, yeah, so second last episode next week. Make sure you're tuning in. Make sure you're here for all of this. I mean, whatever. But just, I was going to say... Because of the episode that we missed, the next two episodes are actually albums that I've chosen uh, just because we had to push one thing over to the other. And then what's supposed to be happening next week, I believe it got pushed to season four, but whatever. We'll see. Anyways, uh, for next week, you want a little hint, sneak preview of what's going to happen, of course. Uh, it's a band that's considered a super group, and they were formed by a guitar tech who has worked for bands that we've actually already featured on the show before. Ooh, so it's not Ted Nugent. <laughs> I can't even say that without laughing. No, we're not having that pedophile keep, on my show. I, I keep wanting to guess dumb things, and I don't know why, but Ted Nugent just comes to my head every single time. Because the man's dumb anyway. It's okay. You're allowed to say it out loud. It's so stupid. He, he, ah. Some people just need to be quiet. He's definitely one of them. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, right. that's your hint for next week. So we hope to see you here. Until then, go listen to some awesome music like today's album. Sure, why not? It's a B tier and B tiers are fine. So go listen to it, and we'll see you again real soon. So take care, friends. Goodbye.